Hi there. Welcome to the Health Analytic Insights Podcast. This podcast is all about creating a community of like-minded individuals who are passionate about the field of health informatics. I hope to share information and advice in topics such as health analytics, digital health, biomedical engineering, and data visualization in healthcare. And in exchange, I would love to hear from you, dear listener, about your experience and interest in this field. You can drop me a line at healthanalyticinsights at gmail.com. And this email, along with any references discussed during this podcast, will be listed in the show notes below. If this resonates with you, don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast, as I'll be releasing new episodes bi-weekly. Without further ado, let's get into it. So this episode of the podcast was inspired by a recent article that I read, which resulted in two medical data breaches by two companies owned by TELUS Health. Researching for this episode, I was shocked by the number of healthcare data breaches that are steadily increasing within the healthcare space. And this is only heightened due to the pandemic. The World Health Organization defines information governance as privacy, confidentiality, security, and informed consent. According to the World Health Organization, information governance is becoming a defining issue of our times. And they state, in a global environment, the current complex sets of national laws and regulations are not enough to prevent the safe of health search information. The exposure of health and other personal data online and concerns over cybersecurity of medical devices and hospital network. This quote from the World Health Organization parallels the increasing number of reported cybersecurity attacks that more and more hospitals and health organizations are recording. In the United States, between 2009 and 2019, there have been over 3,054 healthcare data breaches. In 2019, healthcare data breaches were reported at a rate of 1.4 per day. One of the more well-known medical data breaches was with Anthem, a health insurance provider company, which disclosed that criminal hackers had broken into its servers and potentially stole over 37.5 million records that contained personally identifiable information. In Canada, there are also a growing number of attacks on healthcare organizations and hospitals. This past August, two companies owned by TELUS Health had to pay a ransom after 60,000 patient files were accessed by bad actors. This is an obvious issue. Access to data in hospitals and healthcare organizations can be highly valued because hospitals don't just carry health data only. They also can carry financial and geographical data on patients. And this can sweeten the pot even more and allow bad actors to identify patients rapidly. In addition, some healthcare organizations have the ability to collect data on patients without their consent in order to improve health outcomes for the general society. So sometimes it's not even an option of just opting out in order to protect your data from breaches. Therefore, what are some solutions we can look into when it comes to reducing cybersecurity attacks in healthcare organizations? This is a complex issue and doesn't have a straightforward solution. There's always the area of reducing human error and access to data. This can be done by training staff and volunteers in security protocols and ensuring IT has given access only to staff on a need-to-know basis. 
On one episode of the podcast, I talked about how a hospital clerk was able to sell thousands of new mothers' personal information to registered education savings plans companies. These are savings vehicles here in Canada for parents to save for their children's schooling. So in this episode, I question the need for this clerk to have access to these records and were there necessary safeguards in place that could have been put in in order to restrict access and mitigate this issue. Another option that I am going to go into depth during this episode is migrating to cloud-based computing for healthcare organizations as a possible solution to reducing cybersecurity breaches. So first of all, what is cloud computing? Cloud computing is a practice of hosting your IT infrastructure on remote servers usually and can usually be hosted by providers such as Amazon, so AWS, Google Cloud, and Microsoft Azure. For example, users can log into accessing the software application, database, and files through a secure browser link, and users can modify and access data all through remote servers and they don't have to be installed on-premise within the organization. So some we're already seeing examples of some healthcare organizations already moving towards cloud-based options. For instance, the Mayo Clinic has recently partnered with Google Cloud for a 10-year partnership. This relationship is said to be one of symbiosis, as the Mayo Clinic will be able to apply AI and machine learning techniques developed by Google employees to their rich patient data. Whereas Google Cloud will be responsible for securing and storing Mayo Clinic's patient data. Through the partnership, Mayo Clinic also aims to develop and deploy new AI algorithms designed to advance precision treatments and boost clinical outcomes. In my opinion, I think this is a situation that has both benefits and drawbacks, as more and more of our personal information, including health, geographical, financial, etc., are being collected by large tech monopolies. Is it better to get in bed with them and have them protect us from these growing cyber attacks? Or should we hire more cybersecurity experts in these healthcare organizations? And when we think about limited budgets that oftentimes healthcare organizations have, is this even an option? So I'd love to hear your own opinion on how we can reduce these growing cybersecurity attacks. You can email me at healthanalyticinsights at gmail.com. And so what are some potential benefits of cloud computing? As I alluded to, having access to AI and machine learning tools from Amazon, Google, and Microsoft would be a great way to improve health outcomes for your organization. And with the right technical and clinical minds on staff, you can contact from Google and within your organization. This would be a great way to move the needle forward. In addition, moving some or all of the data to remote servers might help to mitigate issues when local computer systems experience downtime. This can have profound impacts in many industries, but can present threats to patient safety when this occurs in hospitals. For instance, one hospital in New York experienced a cybersecurity attack and hospital systems were down for one week. This resulted in staff having to manually enter patient data into charts. These situations are ripe for human error, especially during these high-intensity situations, whereas with a cloud-based version of the system, a backup version might be available when systems go down. In addition, because multiple vendors and organizations might be hosting their data remotely on the server, 
This may or may not reduce the number of security breaches organizations experience because they will have access to cybersecurity teams at Google, Amazon, Microsoft, and others. These technical roles might be lacking in small health organizations. However, one of the issues with using a cloud-based system is the lack of visibility and monitoring that the IT team within the hospital will have access to when it comes to detecting potentially dangerous cybersecurity threats, because that power will potentially be with these big tech monopolies who are managing the data. So with the rapid increasing amount of healthcare data, which is being generated from patient-generated applications such as 23andMe through genetic tests or Fitbits, it is my hope that there will be greater interoperability so we'll be able to actually use these patient-generated data sources in our electronic health and electronic medical records. And we can integrate this information and really get the whole story of the patient and not just a snapshot. And perhaps cloud computing will help to improve interoperability between these different data sources in a way that protects patient data because that is really one of the biggest issues. In my opinion, I think that a hybrid cloud-based solution will probably be more widely adopted by healthcare organizations in the future, where certain specific sensitive critical data will be housed on-prem and other applications and data might be housed remotely. Nevertheless, I hope to continue to follow this topic to see how things progress over time. And hopefully we will see the number of healthcare breaches steadily decline. So thanks so much for listening to the Health Analytic Insights podcast. Remember, you can reach me at healthanalyticinsights at gmail.com. I've been so grateful to be getting questions and feedback from listeners and how they've been enjoying the podcast and how they are new to the field of health informatics and this information has been helpful to them. So please follow this podcast, subscribe, and leave me a review if you would like. And have a wonderful day.